Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on CityCast Boise, if making new friends or connecting more with fellow Boiseans is one of your goals for 2024, then you don't want to miss our conversation with Jocelyn Robertson. This episode was one of our favorites this year, and it's full of tips on where to go to meet new people and how to make friends in a city where that can be hard to do. Also, this episode features our former host, Emma Arnold. Emma is a comedian based in Boise, and her new album, Myself, is available now. You can find out more at emmaarnoldcomedy.com. We're currently looking for our next host, so if you're interested in applying or know someone who'd be a great fit, check out our show notes for a link to the job posting. It's Friday, December 29th. I'm Evelyn Avitia, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Emma. Welcome back to CityCast Boise. Thank you for having me. Well, let's just jump in. Why is it so hard to make friends as an adult? I just want everybody to know that it is hard to make friends as an adult. So if you're having a hard time, it's true. Our culture has really deprioritized friendships. Meanwhile, we've ramped up relationship culture, work culture, even things like decorating our homes, photographing our food, tweeting at strangers, uh, politics. Those things have become paramount and they take up all of our time. Another thing which a lot of people complain about is social media. Um, It has replaced a lot of our real-life interactions. Um, We have hustle culture telling us that our number one priority in life should be work. Um, And increased connectivity means that we're responding to work emails at 10 p.m. I think, too, there's been a real diminishment in community, like, for decades. My grandparents belonged to a bowling league. They went to the same church for 45 years. They knew all their neighbors. People used to be in clubs. Yeah, everybody was an elk or a lion or a shriner. Those things don't exist for us. Um, And then I think finally the last nail in the coffin for friendships was obviously the pandemic. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't socialize at the risk of some pretty serious consequences. Also during the pandemic, our population in Boise particularly grew. And so now sort of these boundaries or neighborhoods or community spaces are really different. And I've been kind of feeling like I'm a stranger in my own town. I wouldn't even know where to go. 
a lot of times for kind of the social stuff. That's a really good point. Um, I feel like I had gotten so used to in Boise being such a small place that like if you went down to the Neuralux or you went down to Flying M or, you know, you just went and go grab, you would go grab a sandwich, you would 100% always run into somebody you know. And that is not true anymore. And sometimes when I'm when I'm in a familiar space and I don't see anybody I know, I kind of just leave because I was, you know, I am i don't have that skill post-COVID or maybe even just because we're kind of used to this being a small city of like making new friends. So how can people find people in Boise who share their interests? Well, I think the first thing is that we all need to make friendship a priority again. Um, like I mentioned before, like there's so many things that we have as priorities in place of friendships. I think we need to socialize, to make a plan and follow through. I don't know about you, but I'm a total flake right now. Oh, <laughs> I don't mean to be, but anytime somebody's like, let's hang out on Saturday, Wednesday me is like, heck yeah. And then Saturday me is like, what have you done to us? Right. And you're like, I'm hoping they don't remember that we made plans. Oh my gosh. And then when they cancel first and they're like, I'm just not feeling it today. And you're like, hallelujah. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. Flakiness has become a real habit for a lot of us. And so I would say like, rather than focusing right now on making new friends, let's think about being better friends to the people that are already our friends. Um, and then we'll branch out. Be the one to reach out, make the connection, and then follow through. I think friendship's a muscle, honestly. Like, you got to use it or you lose it. That's a good point. And maybe, like, start with smaller aspirations. Like, I, like I'll be like, yeah, let's go get dinner and then go dancing. And, like, maybe what I need to do is, like, what if we meet for 45 minutes and take a walk on the green belt? Because that's where I'm actually at emotionally. Low-key is great. Low-key. Well, let's talk about how, you know, there's this weird place in between when you meet someone, become an acquaintance. There's, like, a very hard-to-navigate space uh, between between that and a close friend. How do you do that transition? How do you go from like, you know, work buddies to a friend? So I kind of think we're stuck in thinking of friends as the same thing as friends when we were kids. And there is a lot of value in kind of uh, making a distinction between the kinds of friends we're going to have as adults and the kinds of friends we had when we were kids. Um, these kind of stratifications of acquaintance versus, uh, you know, a good friend. I kind of think that because our lives are crazy full and we don't live next door to our friends or whatever, we can be more nuanced when it comes to our relationships. And it makes sense to have compartmentalized friendships. It makes sense to have the person that you walk your dog with or to have a happy hour work friend or a friend that you swap recipes with. Like, I don't think that an acquaintance or like kind of a friend that you don't spend all your time with is such a bad idea as an adult. I think it takes a lot of the pressure off of us and it takes a lot of pressure off the people that we're friends with. We don't have to share everything. We can be just the friends that do this thing together. So maybe don't be so hard on yourself that like you have you have your dog walking friend and you guys have never talked about your mom's death. You know, <laughs> like it's OK. It's OK to have a, a, a lighter friendship with someone. I think it really helps to have those kinds of friendships. So, yeah, I think that that's great. 
And also, you know, just reminding ourselves that friendships are relationships, just like any other relationship, they're going to ebb and flow. And you may have a friend that you're really close with um, for certain parts of your life and then not others. Uh, You may grow out of a friendship like um, you can break up with a friend. (laughs) You know, there's just a lot of different places that friends can fit. And I think we are so set in thinking of friends as just like one kind of thing. That is a very good point. So with that, with that knowledge that we can have all these different kinds of friends, what are some of the best ways to meet new people to become friends with in Boise? I think the recipe for meeting new people is that you have to have sustained contact with somebody who would potentially have a common interest, but also that has a reciprocal desire to meet and mingle with potential new friends. I like the idea of inventing a standing informal occasion, just like you were talking about, like something really like a coffee um, where you're the consistent participant and that you just throw out a, a general invitation to all of your friends, but that you'd like them to also bring somebody else, to bring another friend. So scheduling a weekly or biweekly Greenbelt walk, a couple of my neighborhood started a tradition of putting their fire pit in their driveway and having a bonfire once a week. <laughs> I love that. Front yard stuff. We don't do a ton of that in the West. In the Midwest, that's huge. Yeah. And people stop by. They stand around the fire. They have a beer. You know, the neighbors walk by. And it, it just, um, it's really informal. It's just a great way to just kind of ease back in to meeting new people. I like to think of friendship as kind of concentric circles. So if you have a friend, they probably have a friend that you would also like. If there's something you like to do, if you like to cook or paint or hike, find a way to co-experience those things with new people. So maybe it's joining a club or, you know, taking a class, but also finding people in similar life stages to you, people who have just purchased a home or parents of young kids or empty nesters. Who are your people? What are they doing? And where are they? How do we advertise to other people looking for friends uh, that we are looking for friends? How do we make ourselves approachable? So I think one thing that really is important is making new friends or meeting new people or those kind of first interactions we have with people. It's a really vulnerable state. It's so similar to dating. Where it you're like, do, do they like me? <laughs> Am I being weird? Like, it's so similar to dating, making a friend. So if you put yourself in a situation where you're vulnerable, but also other people are vulnerable, then you're kind of on that same, you know, same level, same plane. So I was thinking about, I've been really wanting to take a pottery class. And I feel like a pottery class is a perfect place to meet other people. And you're going to be in a state of vulnerability because you're learning something that you can't really look glamorous at, you're going to make a big mistake, you're going to ruin one of your pots or something, but so is everybody else in that class. If you're taking a beginning pottery class, everybody in there is going to be vulnerable. <laughs> Everybody's making the <laughs> ugliest plate ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Then you have some levity for the moment too. Um, I think something, you know, like a, like taking on a new sport, golf, you know, if I'm 46 years old and starting to play golf, I'm going to be terrible at golf. I'm thinking about pickleball, which <laughs> is just pickleball. <laughs> You're thinking about pickleball, which is a huge national trend right now. And it's a sport that you can take up 
I was really good at tennis back in the day. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, what about pickleball? Okay. Yeah. All right. It's new to everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody has. Until you said tennis, I was like, that could be anything. That could be any. <laughs> you could be doing anything while playing pickleball as far as I know. <laughs> well, what about like, okay, I know I I have said this and I know tons of people who have expressed the same thing, but like since COVID, I have become so much more socially anxious and shy and it makes meeting people a lot more difficult than it used to be. So how can people help, like how, how can people overcome that? Again, I think an activity, a co-activity is really important. If you can think about something other than yourself and that you're anxious, if you can focus on your skill or if you can... Your pickleball moves. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're not looking somebody in the eye when you're talking to them, I don't know that... I know that that's supposed to be the like the way that we're all that we all respect each other is by when somebody's talking to you looking in them in the eye, but I find it can be really aggressive and it makes me nervous to look people in the eye especially that I don't know. Um so what about something where you're sitting next to each other at a table and you're painting, you know, a birdhouse. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, so that that the point of contact and the point of interaction is not really direct. It's sort of side by side. Nobody has, nobody's taller than you and is looking down at you. You know, you're just on the same level. So what about, okay, let's say I'm at a painting class. The The woman next to me, she seems so cool. She's painting something amazing. I really want to talk to her, but uh, I'm, I'm a weirdo now. What's a good uh, opening line? <laughs> What's a good conversation starter? Talk about what you're doing. I think that uh, it's great to just make chit-chat. You know, that's another thing. People are always like, oh, I hate chit-chat. I don't want to talk about the weather. Yeah, small talk's gotten a bad rap lately. I always want to talk about the weather. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, talking about the weather is great. And it can ease you into, you know, more uh, serious lines of conversation. But just getting somebody's vibe, just making it really casual and informal, talking to somebody about what co- why they picked the colors for their birdhouse. And then they'll, they'll maybe tell you about their backyard and they have a green table and so they want it to match their green table. Um, you can get it, you get to know somebody and their demeanor and their personality, I think, through that small stuff and then transition into bigger topics. Well, we have we were talking earlier about there being a ton of new people here. So what advice would you give somebody who just moved to Boise and wants to make friends? We actually get a ton of people writing into the Hey Boise newsletter saying, hey, are there like any specific places or events here that are like, you know, will help me make friends? Like it's a it's a real struggle for a lot of the new transplants. Get a dog. (laughs) Get a dog. Yeah, seriously. Get a dog. Go to the dog park. Take a dog obedience class. Fifty eight percent of all Idahoans have a dog or more. Really? Okay. Yeah. We're, (laughs) we love our dogs. So if you like dogs or if you have a dog, get out with your dog. Boiseans are also outdoorsy, of course. So if you have a tendency towards running or mountain biking or climbing, um, there's a lot of clubs. I know that there's bike riding clubs and running clubs that Uh, start at a certain place and then end up at a bar or a coffee shop. So I think getting out and enjoying what Idaho has naturally to offer um, is a great place to start. In terms of how to find things to do, 
Um, I would recommend the activity guide from the city of Boise Parks and Rec or the Boise Schools Continuing Education. Oh, community ed. I've made so many friends through community ed. All right. Well, let's end on this one. What are some common mistakes that people make when they're trying to make friends in Boise? Not owning a dog feels like one of them (laughs) right off the top there. (laughs) Just like with everything in our lives, I think we have too high of expectations and no patience. Um, When I moved back to Boise, I grew up here and then I was gone for a decade and then I came back. Uh, I heard this statistic that uh, it takes five years in a new place to go from new in town to having a friend community. And I, it put me in panic mode because I was like, five years, I can't wait for five years. So uh, it takes a long time, but also you got to do it. Put yourself out there, do interesting things. Don't have too high of expectations about one specific time or place that you're going to meet people. And uh, then just stick with it. Yeah, it's, it takes a while. It takes a long time. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give a little advice here that I've found over the years for deepening a friendship is don't be afraid of conflict. That is how these things deepen. That is how uh, you get to know a person and and after conflict, you can be like, yep, we're not a good fit or it, it just deepens everything and it makes it so you know each other better. So, well, Jocelyn, you're my friend and uh, I really appreciate you coming on here and telling us how to make more friends. Nobody's quite as good as it as you are, uh, I've, as I've seen over the years. So thank you so much. Thank you and good luck, everybody. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. The show is produced by me, Evelyn Avitia, Grant Irving, and Lizzie Goldsmith. Blake Hunter writes our Hey Boise newsletter. Our music is by local band Up Is The Down Is The. If you enjoyed our show today, tell a friend about us. We'll be back on Tuesday with more stories from around the city. See you in 2024.